you can't have this massive ego and make it back all about you and me, me, me and I, I, I and I'm awesome and yeah, you are awesome but that you've got to guess there for a reason. Make sure you shine a light on them. The minute you realise it's not about you and it's everything to do with your guests, that's when there's going to be a complete turnaround in your listeners and the languaging and the messaging that's been sent out and, and what they understand your show to be. Is this about the accent? Is that what it was? Totally is that what it was? Yes. Is that what it was? You didn't like the accent? <laughs> I love the Kay accent. Kay says, you know, it's not about you, mate. It's not <laughs> about you. Well, I did... I did feel a little bit like, oh, you know, that's a little bit too much. Like, like if, if they don't know that I, that I, that, that, that I don't speak like that, it's fine, but I can't see really carrying it on completely. Like it works if, if no one knows and probably if they're new <laughs> listeners and they have no idea that it's, they just think that I'm English and that this is leave it at that. But, but do you know what really sucks is that I feel like you've got a better British accent than I do now. How did that work out? Well, I think that's because, darling, you, you're not really working on it. Martians landed. Yes. Wearing Prada suits. Yes. Drinking Henry's seltzer. Yes. Chewing juicy fruit. Yes, and? Your branding here. Yes, brand. Your message here. Yes, and? A verse about. Yes. Your product here. Yes. I'm Hirsch Redman. Yes, and? I'm a message therapist. Yes. And I have a podcast. Yes, brand. That's right, that's it. Yes. We'll help you fix the world. Yes. Or your bottom line. All right. Your bottom line. Get it. I get it. Welcome, Welcome to, to the Yes Brand Podcast. Yes. With me today is Kay Suther. Kay is in the podcasting business, which is why it's appropriate that we're on a podcast today. She is coming to us from across the pond of America. I'm in America, as you know. Kay, where are you located today? I am in lovely, sunny UK, London. <laughs> She's in London, England. Yes, famous for uh, Tower of London and other things. Um, Big Ben, you know, we're just having fun with you. But listen... She has a brand called Make Your Mark. And, of course, it's about making your mark in podcasting, which those of us who do it are trying to do. But we also have businesses behind the podcast that we are trying to put forth to the public. And the hardest thing to do is to really stand out. I talk about that a lot. I say, you know, you've got plateau fever, mate. You can't break through to the next level. You've got to do something. So uh, the question is, what, what do you do? And Kay is expert in that in that category. Kate, Kate, Kay, Kay. <laughs> There's our first edit. I always said Kate for whatever reason. You know Doesn't what? Matter. You're not the first one to say that. Other people call me Kate too, and I'm like, I don't know where they get that from. Yeah, you know what they call me? Sod off. That's what they that's what they call me. I don't know what it stands for, but I'll get the idea once they give me a nice boot in the butt. They, but, so we're gonna do, we're gonna have a lot of laughter, but there's nothing wrong with laughter. I think it's good. I think it sustains us. Let's start with your one floor elevator pitch. Cool. Yeah. So I help people build the brand, build their authority, build visibility by using the power of podcasting, whether that be going on as a guest or launching your own podcast. Now, launching your own podcast is sticky business. This is Ooh, not yeah. for the faint-hearted. They have a whole, I know it from doing it with my shows, mm -hmm. you know it, you have your own podcast, obviously. Yes. Um, what I'm doing now is I'm doing kind of a diagnostic thing. Ooh, 
That's kind of what I do. I talk to people about their brands. I get to know them. What was your entree into the world of podcasting? Oh, my goodness. Do you know what? It was absolutely by accident. And so what happened is when the pandemic first happened, right, I was actually in the events industry, right, live events, flying here, there, everywhere, doing um, live events. And then the pandemic happened. I was like, do you know what? Just because of the pandemic, you don't just stop promoting yourself. You don't promote, you stop promoting your business. And so I was like, well, I'm going to see how this whole podcasting world works out, right? Because people are doing it. They're getting on there. They're getting clients, leads and sales and all that good stuff. And I was like, well, let me try getting booked on podcasts. And so I started applying, right? And Hirsch, you know what? I wasn't hearing back from anybody. It was like tumbleweed. And I'm thinking to myself, well, other people are doing this. How am I, what's going on? Why are they not even responding to me? Like, I would have even appreciated at that time a no. But I wasn't even getting a no. It was just nothing at all. And so I started tweaking how I'm approaching people, how, you know, what my messaging is, what my pitch will be. And after two to three months, all of a sudden, I got booked on 100 podcasts in 60 days, right? Wow. So after doing that, you can imagine my business looked very different to when I first started getting on podcasts. But then what started happening, Hirsch, was people were asking me, how the hell are you getting on podcasts? What are you doing? And so at that point, I was like, oh, that sounds like a coaching program, right? <laughs> right. And so then... I started teaching people, coaching people on the steps that I took to get booked on 100 podcasts in 60 days. And then they started seeing results too. Now, all of a sudden, I'm getting on all of these podcasts and now the podcasters are asking me, hey, Kay, what's the name of your podcast? And I was like, oh, crap, I don't have one. So at that <laughs> point, I was like, oh, my goodness, I better go create one. And But because I've been on so many podcasts at this point, what I was actually doing was the experience in different platforms I've seen other podcasts use and I've jumped on there. I kind of started researching, putting bits and pieces together, right? And so all of a sudden I've got this podcast. Now I can tell everyone I have this podcast. But since then, since I first launched my podcast, it's come a long way. And Hush, you know this because I've totally rebranded, taken a different direction. And my initial podcast was actually called Uncensored Society. And the reason why I named it Uncensored Society, because initially I was actually promoting that business. But podcasting has taken a complete different turn. And then that's when I decided that I'm actually going to be launching my own podcast agency called Make Your Mark Podcast Agency, right? And so all of a sudden, the business that I went out to promote is not the business that I'm in. And it was only because so many people were asking me about different aspects of podcasting. And I saw a need in the market. And that, and put it in, for in short, that's how I ended up doing what I'm doing now. It's, it's too late for in short, love. <laughs> it's, 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 there's, no, there's no going back to in short. To put it succinctly... <laughs> And then you read the, you know, Gettysburg Address and, so, and War and Peace and so forth. No, I love it. It's true. You, you, we don't always decide what we're going to be known for or what we're going to be really good at. We just get asked to do it. And when you get asked to do things over and over again, you, you get a sense that, uh, well, first of all, you could be doing it wrong. But you, they could be said, try again. 
Go again. How yes. big is your operation? What is your operation like? Okay, so what we do is, like I was saying, we not only help people get booked on podcasts, right? But we also help people launch their own podcast. And what that looks like is we do the entire production for individuals for these podcasters so they don't have the headache of having to do the editing and the graphics and building social media posts so they can actually promote each one of the episodes all they have to do is go ahead create content send it to us and we will take on all the headache so they don't have to ah so done for you you do you do everything they don't have to worry about it Mm -hmm. they show up they show up they pop on the mic and do they have to have some kind of you know, on mic, on camera, background of presence or, or, you know, what do they need to make themselves work in a podcast situation? So it's really funny that you say that because I get so many people saying to me, I want to start my own podcast. And I'm like, fantastic. And I say to them, all right, so how many podcasts have you been on as a guest? And they're like, zero. I'm like, okay, how many podcasts have you listened to? And they're like, zero and I'm like well you're not ready to start your own podcast okay if you haven't been a guest on podcast first right and I say a minimum of 20 podcasts you're not ready to start your own podcast if you've not listened to any you definitely are not ready to start a podcast right so you need to have some sort of an idea as to what a podcast is right what does it sound like how do different people out there do it you need to be interviewed on podcasts because you're just going in the blank canvas. It's very, very difficult to help someone, coach someone that knows nothing about podcasts and has no experience, right? Wants to build their brand using podcasting, but knows nothing about it. And so you need to be at least um, interviewed on podcasts 20 times, listen to a few podcasts before you even launch yours. That's great advice. I had been on some I had done, you know, some hosting and some other things. It's a little different being a stand-up comedian and, uh, you know, obviously doing a lot of dialects and things like that. Being on the mic was not like a crazy thing to do, but it it did come after listening to many, many, many podcasts, uh, being on a few, and I'm now getting into doing many, many more, and I've been on your podcast, which I really enjoyed. You're a wonderful host. No, that was that was great. And I think that the more the more that people become comfortable, you know, the easier it is. It's like anything else. It's it's a comfort situation because I'm interested in the in the aspects of the technology and stuff. But if that stuff is taken care of and you've got all that done for them, they still have to worry about performance. They have to worry about what about guests, you know, finding finding really good guests and, you know, how do you frame podcasting as an objective, like as an objective-oriented ROI? This is what you want to get out of your podcast. How do you lay that out? So what I've noticed with a lot of people is a lot of them that want to start their own podcast is because they, first of all, want that celebrity status. They want to have that global reach, right? And so, yeah, having your own show will definitely help you do that. And I've been hearing that, a lot of them don't like, I guess, all these rules that different podcasters have because everyone's got different structure, different processes, right? And so when you start your own podcast, you are 100% in control. You make up your own rules. You say what you want, how you want, 
right? Which is another thing that I'm seeing that that's exactly what they want. They don't want to stand by these rules. And I absolutely love it because that's what making your mark and being an absolute rebel is all about, right? It's just that's being right. authentic, being real, and just going for it. And so you mentioned, you know, you, you got to know how to be a good interviewer, a good host. All of that, Hirsch, comes by doing, right? And also remembering that as a host, yeah, it is your show, but you're there to help the guests and shine a light on them. Right? You can't have this massive ego and make it back all about you and me, 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 and I, 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 and I'm awesome. And yeah, you are awesome, but that you've got a guest there for a reason. Make sure you shine a light on them. The minute you realize it's not about you and it's everything to do with your guests, that's when there's going to be a complete turnaround in your listeners and the languaging and the messaging that's been sent out and, and what they understand your show to be. This is about the accent. Is that what it was? Totally is that what it was? Yes. Is that what it was? You didn't like the accent? <laughs> I love the Kay accent. Kay says, you know, it's not about you, mate. It's not <laughs> about you. you. Well, I did. I did feel a little bit like, oh, you know, that's a little bit too much. Like, like if, if they don't know that I that I that, that that I don't speak like that, it's fine. But I can't see really carrying it on completely. Like it works if if no one knows, and probably if they're new <laughs> listeners and they have no idea that it's they just think that I'm English and that just leave it at that. But, but do you know what really sucks is that I feel like you've got a better British accent than I do now. How did that work out? Well, I think that's because, darling, you, you're not really working on it. <laughs> oh, You know, okay. you go out there every day, you're born there, it, you take it for granted, you don't, really, you don't really polish it up, you don't try different things. You know, you have no role models as well. You know, I have, a, I have, a, I have, a role, I have certain role models for certain, for certain d dialects. I could, do, I could do my Maggie Smith. I could take it to like a more of a Maggie Smith and go that way oh and, you know, and, and take <laughs> things a certain way. You know, if you, if you bring Maggie Smith, you know, just about seven or eight decades younger, then you get, then you get Emma Thompson and then it becomes more like that. But of course, Emma Thompson can do other accents. And then if I could just be extremely, uh, I don't know. Anyway, there's a whole bunch you could do. There's, but that is why probably mine is better than yours because you, because you don't practice. You're just go. You're just always doing it like it's like it's second nature. Oh, okay. Just go. Yeah, you know, just off the whim. Okay. Do you want to? Do you want to play a game? You want to play Ooh, a little game? What kind of game? You could win a prize. Okay. Oh. So so this is this is new. Okay. We just started doing this. This is what this is to your point, Kay, about how when you have your own show, you can say, "Okay, I want to do yes. halfway through the episode. I want to shake things up and I want to do a a game." And I thought of complicating this, but I think it it's hard enough as it is. the The game is simply to name as many brands as you can in thirty seconds. Wait, and. At the end of the season, it could be in any order. It could be any kind of brand, of, you know. And at the end of the season, whoever's done the most gets one of these assigned version of this Own Your Happy T-shirt from the Kosher brand, oh, thekosherbrand.com. And they enlisted the artists Corey, Maddie, and uh, Jeremy Nova from L.A., up-and-coming artists. And they created this with their signature styles. But they'll actually sign the shirt for you 
And then we'll also give donate some money to the Keep It Kosher Project, which supports artists, which is a nonprofit, and supports street artists and gives them places to paint and materials to paint with. So that um, is super, super yeah. awesome. I so won that shirt. I'm winning this. Well, wait, okay. Can I, use, can I use Google? You, well, why waste? Well, don't wait. We might as well wait. To of course you can use Google. You can't read. You can't use Google to find brands. Don't start looking up brands on your phone. I That's am not I'm fair. doing that. I'm looking at. <laughs> No, you can't look at it. <laughs> she wants to I'm look. being smart here. Remember, you got to work smart, not hard. So let yeah, me that's not true. Google. But you got yeah, yeah. But you got to work fair and not be an asshole. That's the uh, that's the other way. All right. So when you're ready, I'm just I'm not going to tell you how many you get because I don't have the instruments here for that. But I I will listen to it back and and do the counting. But anyway, don't cheat. Look at not, I was going to make people blindfold themselves, but I but we have to be able to trust you. Okay. So when I say go, you start and I'll tell you when it's 30 seconds. And just my my only advice is don't think, don't question anything, just whatever brand comes up. Oh OK. All right. All right. Go. Um, Apple, um, Dyson, Nike, Adidas, Prada, Burberry, um, oh my god, Nescafe, I don't know if you have that in the UK, Twinings, um, Fairy Liquid, um, Vanish, um, what else, what else is out there, oh my god, um, 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 how, how, how am I forgetting this? That's it, that's time, you were doing so well, love, you know what, you, you were doing better than the last person, but what, what I've told people is every... Every, uh, oh, what is, no, what is, you have to, like, block that out. But see, it's hard, right? It is hard. I mean, you probably got about 12, 10, 10, maybe. I don't know. I'll go back and look. But I think, but I think it's a fun game to try. I know I got stumped. I got stumped when I was, when I was doing it. Do you know what? I'm I'm totally taking that. Can I take that? (laughs) Well, it's, it's. As long as you call it the Yes Brand Challenge, we're gonna. Oh, I'm gonna write that down. Okay. It'll be the Yes Brand yes. Challenge, and then you can cross promote, and then we have a, a deal, and you can All say, right. "Yeah, we're I'm doing the Yes Brand it. Challenge too." All and right, then everybody's I am doing gonna the... note that down. I love that idea. Okay, now uh, to get back on the make your mark on the make your mark track here. So, what it what is the uh, what is the most important thing in this business of podcasting? What do you think it is that a that a business person who doesn't have you know they don't have the fame bug and they don't they're not you know they're not looking for fame they're just looking at their bottom line. Mm-hmm. What is what is the the biggest selling point of podcasting versus other things versus versus buying media space but you know banner ads what, all that stuff. Oh my goodness, there's several here, right? So not only do you get to have a global reach at the comfort of your own home, right? So it's not expensive. You're saving time. You can get booked on more podcasts because there is no travel time. And that when your podcast is out there, your episode is out there, it's evergreen. It's out there forever. So people can listen to it one year down the line, right? But what I really love about podcasting is I get to speak to another human being in front of me. I get to speak with you, Hirsch. I get to build a relationship. And not only, 
you know, is there a conversation going on right now while we're doing this recording? But we had a conversation off camera. We're going to continue having conversations off camera after this episode, right? I get to know you. I get to build a relationship. Find out what else you're doing, right? And how we can actually help each other with both of our brands, right? Is there a partnership there? Is there a way that maybe I can reach your audience, you can reach my audience outside of just doing podcasts? You know, there's always ways of seeing how you can get to know that person, how you can help them. And even if you can't help them, if they don't want to do their own podcast, find out what their challenges are and see if there's anyone in your network that you can then refer them to. So podcasting is as much about networking as it is about entertaining or engaging an audience or even informing an audience. That's right. right. I think that's one of the mistakes that people tend to make. They think that they, you know, go on a podcast and it's all about them, right? It's not about the host. It's not about the guests. It's about the audience, right? And so you're there to really build relationship, not just with the audience, but with the podcast host as well. Don't make it all about you. Actually build relationships with every person that you come across, especially in podcasters, because they're not just podcasters. They have their own businesses. Find out about that. Yeah, actually kind of pay an interest in what else they're doing and how you can actually serve them. This brings up a good question, which is what is the line between a business owner or a business person who has a podcast as a marketing tool and networking tool and a podcaster whose primary thing is podcasting. Like, let's say Joe Rogan is a podcaster, basically. The same way Jimmy Kimmel is a talk show host that more than a, than a comedian, let's say. So Joe Rogan is a podcaster. That's the way he makes most of his money. Yeah. So what's the... What's the difference going in? Okay, so first of all, I guess you need to think about why you want to start a podcast or why you started a podcast. Is it to build a business? Is it to make the money, to make the sales? Or is it that you just want to have that celebrity fame? You just want to be known as a podcaster? You want that whole Joe Rogan status and you're not really thinking about the sales and the money and all of that? And if it is just because you want to do a podcast because everybody else is doing it, but you put no thought into it, it then turns into a hobby, Hirsch. Right? It's a hobby. And I say this about businesses. When people say to me, oh, I have a business, and I'm like, okay, fantastic. How much money are you making? I've not made any. Well, it's not a business until you start making money. <laughs> it's a hobby. Right? And so I look at podcasts the same way. When you're getting on podcasts, whether you know, you're know you a guest or you have your own podcast show, if you're making money, then it's a podcast that is building in revenue. It's an actual business, right? And you're not just marketing. You're not just giving value. You're not just giving content. You've also built another kind of business alongside your main business. If you're not and you're just going there entertaining, you're not putting much thought into it, and you know, you're just doing it because it's fun, it's now a hobby. It's not a business. You're not taking it seriously. When when you talk about it as a business, do you there? It can sir. It could make no money as a as a podcast, but make a lot of money for the host and the guests. You know, 
it can be very productive and be very lucrative in the sense of, oh, I was on this many podcasts now, like you, like you were telling us, now my business is completely taken off because people know who I am. So there's that profitability. Um, but I think a lot of people who, who are listening, because the people who are listening to this show are probably people who own their own business or are yeah. in the C-suite of a business and leading it and trying to figure out how to get it to the next level and what they can do with their image to make it yes. bigger. And so this is why you're kind of a perfect guest for this, because one of the things they may not have tried yet is podcasting. But I think their biggest fear is going to be who's going to who's it going to reach? You know, right. who does it have to reach in order for it to serve them as a business owner looking to expand their their exposure? Well, this is where you see research has to go behind you know the podcast before you you'll reach out to them and find out whether they um are reaching your audience if they're not if they're not reaching your audience then don't then you don't need to go onto that podcast because it's not going to serve you in any way or bring you any leads in however again if you're doing it for fun then fair enough get on as many podcasts as you want and, you know it doesn't matter whoever says yes right but if you're doing it because you want to reach a certain targeted market out there, then you need to make sure you're reaching out to those particular podcasts. And yeah, it does take time to do the research, but you've got to do it to make sure that it actually fulfills in the long run. Yeah, it has to fulfill your your goal as a guest or if you're if you're a host. Um, so talking about your your own brand and now and I love I love make your mark because that is very succinct and very clear and it applies to whatever the goal is you know make your mark as a as a host make your mark as a business person make your mark you could you could be own a dry cleaners and be having your podcast and you're making your mark as you know, although dry cleaners try to get rid of the mark but most of the time, but but let's just say I don't know why that came up as an example. Poor example, poor choice, poor choice of words. I'm sorry about that. But do you know? Can I tell you a secret? Can yes. I tell you why I decided to call it "Make Your Mark"? Yeah. And that's because pretty much all my life, people have always said to me. Um, you don't think like everybody else. Like you're weird, right? Like, you, what would you? What do you mean you're gonna quit your day job? What do you mean you don't know what you're doing next? Like, all of this stuff, right? They've been telling me, and even my parents have been like, "Yeah, you're weird. I, I, I don't know where this has come from." And I'm like, "Well, you guys brought me up. What do you mean?" But anyway, <laughs> right? So, and so. I thought making a mark was, it was ideal because I seem to have gone out of my own wheelhouse and done things differently and made my mark to the world in a way that I didn't even realize I was doing, right? And yeah. really kind of coming out of culture, coming out of the society, right? Going against the rules, against the grain and saying, no, hold on a second. I'm going to do it this way. Why? That doesn't make sense. Well, I'm doing it anyway, right? Right. And so I'm always like, I'm looking for that rebel in business. I want to be working with, you know, um, leaders that aren't afraid to come out of their comfort zone and do something different to make their mark in their world. That's how they're going to do it. 
Don't be the sheep. Don't follow everybody else. Be completely and outrageously different. Yeah. Be, I mean, those things that you're saying, those that that kind of, you know, uh, forcefulness of of your message is, you know, what really, really resonates with me, because a lot of a lot of people have acumen in certain areas. And, you know, obviously you want competence and you want people who understand the industry they're they're, you know, uh, operating in and helping you with and helping you navigate. But. More than anything, the passion that you put behind, you know, be outrageous yeah. is uh, the kind of challenge that I think a lot of people are daunted by because you don't you don't even how do, if someone isn't an outrageous personality mm -hmm. um, and they say, look, I'm you know, I'm pretty uh, buttoned up. I'm organized. I I'm thoughtful. I'm intelligent, whatever. But I'm not I don't I'm not going to rock anything i'm not going to go on the air and be wild you know what do you say to those people when they they what what do you look for in them that may what what could make them a rebel if they're if they're really pretty much you know not a wild personality so do you know what the number one thing is i don't like people coming on being all prim and proper you know talking very proper and just not being authentic, just just be raw, just be real, just tell me how it is, right? Give it to me straight. That's what I wanna hear, that's what people wanna hear. This is what gets me stopping in my tracks and actually listening to the person because I can see how raw and real they're being, right? And when you become raw and real, you then become freaking relentless in business, right? You're just gonna go for it. And so you are going to be that risk taker. You're not going to be listening to everybody else. Yeah, you're a human being, which means you're going to have fear, right? We're all going to have fear at one point, but that doesn't stop you. And you just go for it and see what happens. If it doesn't work out, you just switch. Yeah. Right? That's what I'm looking for. So it's a battle against fear and it's a battle against, against norms and and uh and holding back you're right that 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 what you're really trying to get people to do is take what's theirs right take take yes. take what you take what you want because there you can hide behind propriety mm -hmm. i think a lot of people do that i mean i've done it even when you're in a service industry and you're doing you know pr or you're doing something like that you're really always putting the client first and and sometimes it's a disservice to them to protect them too much yeah. You know, you yes. you you're protecting their image, but you're not letting them really do them and you're not letting them really be be no, them. Exactly. exactly. And so I just want them to be them. And so I even say, let's listen, if on an everyday basis, the way you talk is by cursing and cussing, do that. Right. I do not stop people from coming onto my show, cursing and cussing. If that's how they talk, then that's how you talk. Right. You don't need to put on an act. The only one thing that I do say to people is, okay, I can't have sexist comments, I can't have racist comments, anything like that, or it gets very political, that's what I say no to, right? But I want you to be real when it comes to talking about business, what you did to get there, how you failed, how you overcome them, just be completely raw. Yeah, I was trying to think of like a tagline. Do you have a tagline? Do you have a tagline you use? Yeah, raw, real, and relentless. <laughs> oh, that's good. Raw, real, and relentless is good. Okay, but so uh, what I was thinking is, I, 
I wrote down a couple of things, but they were not as good as Raw, Real, and Relentless. Like, they didn't do add anything. Right. And then I just thought, as you were saying, like, you know, some people, I, I, you know, if they like, if they want to use profanity or if they want to talk a certain way, I want them to talk the way they want to talk. Yeah. So I was, th- I was thinking it would say, make your mark, F F F S, like, F, like as though that's a degree or something, FFS, you know, F, <laughs> F dot, F dot S. Yeah. And people would say, well, what's the FFS for? And you say, like, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I like Make it. your mark for fuck's sake. So it's like that, that to me, that's as good as I could come up with in this, in this scenario, because I think that that spoke to, well, that's how I would say it. You know, that's how, yeah. that's how you might say it. But some people don't don't like it but if they're if they're curious and they really want to know and they say well what's ffs for is that like a union or an organization right. like no it means make your mark for fuck's sake just do and, it and do just you know and you know what sometimes you're going to come across people that are just like no i don't like that i don't like the cursing and cussing you know that's just so rude bro. but then guess what they're not my audience yeah, right? they're not going to be the people that I'm going to be working with, right? If if cursing and cussing is such a uh, a no no for people, yeah. to me, I'm just like, but hold on a minute, why is it wrong, right? Who said that cursing and cussing is wrong? Who said shit is a bad word? Who said fuck is a bad word? Where does it say that, right? Yeah. Again, it was society and culture that created that. And what are we all about? going against all of that we're not following those rules yeah see because the other option would be to say oh yes uh it's make your mark ffs and they say well what's that what does that stand for and you say it stands for fear foils sanity ffs fear foils sanity they go well i don't know if i really like that you say all right well it's for fuck's sake and that's what it is it's for fuck's sake oh my god Give me oh a oh, fuck! It's like, but you're, but, but th- for me, it's the ice. That's the icebreaker. Yes, it's the icebreaker. But you're yeah. right. We do have to sometimes clear the decks and say, look, you know what? We're not. I, I love hearing I'm not for everybody. I love when somebody says I'm not for everybody. Yeah. But really, what it what it means is, I don't. Have, we don't have the energy to to break. I'm not. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not. My goal is not to break through all of the shit that people went through i've got enough shit to deal with my own shit to try to right. understand you know and be be a be a valuable contributor to the human race it's like <laughs> i got enough to do i'm not going to figure out you know one other person's hang up exactly. so so it's like yeah not a, it's not for everybody not everything is for everybody or it's for for nobody no. so you know but yeah, you've got I- this you've got this very rebellious very imaginative and energetic brand that i think personally i think it it does need to you know explode a little bit more but i know what i know you a little bit and i think that you also know well you can't force that stuff you don't you don't you 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 can't if you if you simulate your own uh you know energy too much you're really just you're being a caricature of yourself so if you if you're like oh I'm the I'm the crazy you know I'm the rebel and then you come on and you got chains and you got your you, piercings and you got 
you know. And you have flip torches. Yeah, torches behind <laughs> you. But but if it if it were you, that would be great. But it's but that's not your style. So it's like, you know, yeah, that doesn't that doesn't work. I I do stand behind the FFS thing. I think there's something to it. I think you yeah, I because think you have is. that. I like that. You, well, thank you. I, well, you know, it's that's it's that's just part of the. Part of the that's fun, what you yeah. Do. That's why you're called the Yes Brand. You, you know, you the Yes Brand. These fun, fun little things that you can add to your brand that's going to take it to a whole different level. And you took the Yes Brand challenge, which, yes. which, which, which we we should now encourage other podcasters to do we the Yes should, Brand we challenge. Make that a thing now. Like we should yeah. do stuff on social media. We should make that a thing. Let's do it. Okay, so there. So we have a couple things to 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 play around with, and then people who follow us, people who follow Make Your Mark. Uh, people who follow Yes Brand will start to see some of these, some of these uh, little rebellious yes. tidbits out there. Will, I do think, I do think, Kay, there's there's more to do with social media. Social media has taken like kind of a, you know, crappy turn in a lot of ways. Like it's done more harm than good in so many ways. But that doesn't mean it can't be used for good. No, that's you know? right. You know, it's, it's, everyone's got choices at the end of the day. Right. Yeah. You can either do it on a positive or do it on a negative. Like that's down to you. And, you know, if you want to kind of decide, oh, social media is bad. You, know, you don't want to be on social media. You get all sorts of people on this. Well, do you know what? Just like life, you just make it what it is. Right. You yeah. can turn it around and use it for your business and your brand and build it. Or you just kind of keep away and don't have any social media presence and just sit there and expect, you know, people to come running to you to, to throw their cards at you. When that doesn't happen and then you're going to be sitting there thinking, why well, I didn't get any sales is because you're not getting yourself out there. You're not making your mark. <laughs> That's, right. Right. <laughs> That's right. And so, do you know, what? when I first um, told people that I'm going to be starting this podcast agency, oh, people were like, but the podcasting world is dominated by men. And I'm like, yeah. They're like, but you're a woman. I'm like, yeah. Right? And, they, and, they yeah. Go, and then you're Indian. I'm like, yeah. And they're like, and you're 4 for 11. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, who's going to listen to you when it's dominated by white men in the industry? I'm like, all the more reason to do yeah. Right. Yeah. But then I use that right in a positive way to show people like it's I don't see it like that. Right. Like my color, my gender, you know, my height, it doesn't mean anything. Right. If right. anything, I'm going to use that as a powerful force to kind of blow up in the industry and show people that you can still do this no matter what your culture, your background you know, wherever you come from, you can still do it. There's no point in hiding away because you think that is a, a, a certain stereotype of people that go ahead in that industry and are successful. No, that's not the case. It doesn't matter. If you've got an idea, you want to go for it, then just freaking do it. I think we always are grateful for those naysayers. Yeah. I mean, whoever this person is really has it in for you, but... <laughs> I don't know if this all came from the same person, but I, I can tell you right now they're not a fan. They're not they're not supporting your efforts. But I think but I think we take from that, you know, this idea that something can't be done is sometimes what we need to get started. 
Yeah, and that's you what know? gives me the buzz. When people tell me I can't do something, right? And people have told me that all my life. When I decided to become a police officer, people are like, they're never, never going to let you in. It's not going to happen, right? And I'm like, watch me. When I decided I was going to become an MMA fighter, they were like, no, that, that will never work. And I did it. Right? When they told me that there's no way I can work in politics, and then I became a campaign manager for Liberal Democrat during the um, elections, and I did it, yeah. Like, just because people tell me not to do it, you know what, I use that as fire, yeah. right? And I show people that it can totally be done. Well, tell us a little bit before we go about the MMA stuff. Oh, my goodness. So I love to fight. People don't know that much, much about that. <laughs> but I, I, love- I should tell you that I love to fight. <laughs> so if you're, if you're down, that's more Maggie Smith. I should tell you that I love to fight. There's nothing I love more than kicking the ass of a mouthy, mouthy that? bully. <laughs> Beating the shit out of people is so much fun fun right and so (laughs) and so i mean first of all i got into like boxing right and did muay thai and then found the love of mma and just like just getting down and dirty just beating the shit out of people you know and i absolutely loved it and you know one of the things that i always i love to challenge myself right i i've always wanted to be when i was younger a superhero right but there's no university or anywhere you can actually go and learn that stuff right and so i guess i found it in other ways right becoming a police officer doing mma right and kind of like fighting for good and so when i did the whole mma it was a rush and i always always try to um spar with someone that was bigger than me right and also most of them were men and i was like yeah if i can beat the shit out of them i'm good i, I i'm winning right yeah <laughs> and so that was a really really fun time of life for me until i got really injured and was in hospital and i messed up my entire spine and i was lacking a dog collar and the doctor told me if i carry on then i will end up paralyzed and so i had to stop Wow. And so where I thought my career was going to be a professional MMA fighter, because I even had my first fight in Thailand booked, right? My coach oh, told wow. me I'm ready. And I was super excited and I was training even harder. And then that happened and I had to completely quit and decide, all right, what am I going to do now? Yeah. Well, that's one of those things that you're, you know, you, you see films about it. You see true stories about it people who had to change that plan, you know, that was often around sports or around something like that, some competitive sport and an injury, you know, sidelines them. They can't do it. Now they have to rethink their entire plan. Yeah. I mean, it's happened to me so many times. I've changed so many careers. It's ridiculous. Right. Yeah. And so, I mean, Oh my goodness. So I did policing. I was an MMA fighter. I was a hairdresser. I was an esthetician. I even learned sign language and interpreted for the deaf, you know, community. Oh my goodness. Like the list goes on and on and on. And now looking back, the way I see it is every single one of those different careers taught me something and it was preparing me to become an entrepreneur. Because everything that I did, there was one main sticking point, and that was I wasn't finding leaders, I was finding managers and bosses, 
right? Yeah. And every time I worked for a company, that's where I kind of went head to head and I was like, this isn't working for me, right? I'm looking for leaders. I'm looking to learn from somebody, you know, and do this the right way. And I remember I was even um, a union rep, right, for <laughs> employees. Yeah. And at that point, I was fighting different cases for so many different people and had 100% success rate, right? Fighting, oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, because I even studied law and criminology, right, and worked in magistrates court after that and did a few other things as well. And so then I decided to fight for people's cases. Again, this is all kind of stemming from me trying to be the superhero that I've been wanting to be, right? Yeah. And so now I'm fighting for people and then it was always something wrong with management, right? They're doing something wrong. They're going against the rules. They're throwing the weight around. And I'm like, no, I want to be around leaders. And then I, that's where I learned in corporate, you have bosses, you have managers, but in business, you have leaders. I was like, mm -hmm. that's what I need to do. I need to start a business for myself, build my business and show the corporate world that you don't need to be like this. You can actually be a leader. You can change if you want. I'm glad that you mentioned the, the MMA thing because you just kind of threw it out there, like tossed it off. And then, and then I was like, okay, <laughs> you're now the sum total of all of these experiences and all of these challenges. These are challenges that you took on. And then there are some that you didn't plan on. And then, you know, you, yeah. but the ones that you took on, you know, steeled you for the ones that you didn't expect. Yeah. And, uh, sure. You know, and that, so if you're, if you can, you now you've offered a lot to our audience, so maybe I'm being greedy, but if you want, if you, if there's anything else you want to share with the audience, I'll give you the last word. So there's one thing I want to share with everybody. And so I'm going to get you to think a little bit. And so, you know, every single person on this planet has the same amount of time, right? doesn't matter where you're living in the world. We all got the same amount of time. So why is it that some people are making maybe $100 a day and then you got others that are making millions of dollars a day? And it all comes down to one thing, change. The minute you decide that you're not happy with the way things are and you accept change and you're willing to change, that's when things will turn around, not just in your life, but in your business, as a podcaster, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur. All right. If you liked the show, yes, and it worked for you, yes, then. subscribe and leave a yes, five-star review. Yes, Tell all your friends. Yes. Get your branding here. Yes. Get your branding here. Yes. Did I make it clear? Yes. Get your branding on. Yes. Before they're gone. Yes.